Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Friday night right here in good old Sylvania. Technically Fort Payne. Alabama. Technically Fort Payne. Sure, we'll go with Fort Payne. That's my address. But we're in Sylvania. But my address. But Sylvania. I mean, truth. I mean, if you call the cops, who's showing up at your house? No one. (laughs) (laughs) Pizza gets here first. And that means you're listening to Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Matt Lassiter. Still no AKA? AKA the crushed hopes and dreams of the Plainview football team? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> like we always do at the start of every show, we want to give a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. And... You almost fucked that up. I almost did. A special... <laughs> Shout out <coughs> to all my fellow brother and sister veterans out there. Yeah, sure. Because Veterans Day is coming up. It's sneaking up on you. It is. But before we get to Veterans Day, you know what we got to do? What we got to do? Fucking Marine Corps birthday. Oorah. Yeah, that's the thing that's happening. Fucking November 10th, 1775, my Marine Corps came alive in a fucking tavern. Yeah, it happened. Marine Corps was born in a fucking bar. Yeah. For I those just, of you that don't know. I just get drunk in bars. I mean, that's what we did. <laughs> we got drunk and we fought a war. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like ambitious bunch. We're going to go drink. And while we're there, we're going to invent a whole branch of military. That's exactly what the fuck we did. It's like nobody, none of the drunk people were like, are we sure this is a good fucking idea? Oh, it was a great fucking idea. <laughs> like, wait a minute. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna leave here. Drunk and, and and do gun things. I say, those rat scallions won't know what hit them. Because we're drunk and we probably won't. <laughs> Not a lot of emphasis on marksmanship back then. Yes, good old Tun Tavern in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, sir. I love my Marine Corps. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love my Marine Corps. It's not my Marine Corps, so. No, it's my Marine Corps. I don't have to love it. You better fucking love my Marine Corps. That's, that, you know, that sounds a little more rapey than I think you wanted it to come <laughs> off. It's, it's a little bit more rapey. You will love my Marine Corps. Oh. Uh, it loves the Marine Corps, gets the hose again. It puts the private in a hole. Actual conversation at Paris Island. <laughs> it puts the tattoo in its skin or else it gets the green weenie again. <laughs> That's even more rapey than the first thing, I think. Well, yeah. you know, the Marine Corps is quite fond of raping its enlisted. And some officers. Plan on rephrasing that or <laughs> we're just going to leave the rape in? I mean... Just don't be that guy. You see the poster. If you're in the military, you know what I'm talking about. You see the posters all over the barracks and everything. Don't be that guy. The rapey guy or the raped guy? Little yeah. column A and little column B. All right, then. Let's see what you did there, Krieger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I love my Marine Corps. 246. Yep. That's the number we're celebrating this year. The big two four six. What you're gonna do with the big two fifty? 
Oh, Start another war. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We've been around for 250 years. Time to attack. Ooh, uh, fuck it, everybody. I don't give a shit. You know, um, and I'm and I'm happy too because uh, Netflix. Have you ever watched the show Major Dad? No. So Major Dad is on Netflix. Sure is. Now, I wasn't old enough to remember when Major Dad was airing new episodes because it ran from like '88 to '93. I'm old enough to remember it. Or I just didn't watch it. And I remember my dad watching reruns of it because my dad's a former Marine. Truth. And uh, my dad had the haircut that Gerald McRaney had as Major McGillis on Major Dad. Hind tot, basically bald. (laughs) Receding hairline. (laughs) Receding hind tot. His hair was not retreating. It was falling back and attacking from a different direction. (laughs) Yeah, the earlobes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. Such a great show, though. And, you know, even though this takes place in 1980s Marine Corps, you know, the old expression, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, same is true for this. Like, there's a whole lot about the Marine Corps that has not changed. For example, Major McGillis is a Mustang. Yeah. means he was prior enlisted. Before he got commissioned as an officer. Before he went to the dark side. Yes. Where they have cookies and shit. <laughs> they do have cookies. And they can walk around with their hands in their pockets because they're fucking officers. Yeah. But he, he, <laughs> oh my God, he does the most private fucking thing you can do as a Marine. All right. Meets a woman, <clears throat> falls in love with her, and proposes to her within 48 hours. Did he also buy a car he couldn't afford? No, he was a major. He could afford it. Oh, well, then he's at least a specialist. There's no specialists in the Marine Corps. You know what I mean? Of that same rank. That would be... Lance Corporal? No. Specialist is an E-4. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's an E-4. And, and, you know, in the Army, they do, you get specialist and then you get corporal. No. You you don't start getting two different ranks per pay grade until you hit E-8. Isn't, like, a corporal in the Army more of, like, an admin thing? I, I fuck if I know I wasn't in the army. Neither was I. That's why I was Ask an army guy. Do we have one of those? Uh, n- I'm looking around. I don't see one. Check the audience. Uh-oh. Any army guys in the audience? No. Someone took a head count for it. Yeah, yeah. Count. Someone took a head count. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man, no. Um, no. Corporal is a uh, non-commissioned officer. Well, I know that. In in the Marine Corps, so you have corporals and sergeants. They're non-commissioned officers. Uh, or NCOs, and then E6 to E9 is staff non-commissioned officer, staff NCO. Yeah, I know that. Well, I would hope you know that. You spend enough time around me, you should know these things. Yeah, I went to the debt program a time or two. I was like, yeah, I'm going to join this brand. No, I'm not. Fat ass. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was like all like getting up early thing. I wasn't about that. <sighs> At least you weren't one of those, I'd punch a drill instructor in the face if you got in my face. No, no, I'm not that retarded. (laughs) I mean, the thought might flash briefly in my mind, and then I would have the thought of me getting the shit kicked out of me by seven drill instructors, and I'm like, I better not. Yeah, because once word got out that uh, you laid hands on a drill instructor, it's not going to be just your senior and your two or three 
junior drill instructors on your deck. No, it's going to be like every single fucking drill instructor in the battalion is coming after your ass. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I think I took that amount of time for those problems. Nah, I don't know anybody. But while we're on the subject of oh Netflix, Lord. there is a movie that I started today. I didn't finish it because I started playing Call of Duty. It's called The Harder They Fall. It's about Nat Love. Okay. Uh, did you ever watch The Cherokee Kid? Was Sinbad? Yes. Okay, Nat Love was in that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like the true-ish story of Nat Love, because at the beginning of the movie it says, these people actually existed. I'm like, well, thanks for that. Now I don't have to Google it. But Is this that black western? Yeah. yeah. It looks pretty fucking good from the start. So, uh, yeah, another one you're talking about. Idris Elba is in it. Yes. Um, one of the guys that I work with uh, was watching it at work the other day. Yeah. Um, I came in to like the last 30 minutes of the movie, so I already know how it ends. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to finish it, uh, but I started today. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, it looked pretty interesting. Um, there's a big twist at the end of the movie. Not going to ruin it for you. The killer is his real father. No, it's not Star Wars. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I went all in on that. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm gonna finish it. I don't know if I finish it tonight because you know Call of Duty's a thing. But. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't have Vanguard yet, so you know we got to bump it back. <laughs> I mean, you could go work on that. I'm, I mean, I could, but not gonna. <laughs> like I specifically woke up at eleven o'clock last night to start the download. Yeah, because I was like, I'm gonna take a nap. And I'm gonna wake up at midnight, and I'm gonna do. The download and go back to bed but i was like wait it'll release midnight eastern yeah so i was like i better get up at 11 <laughs> so like got up at 11 started the download smoked a cigarette went back to bed well i mean whether you did it at 11 or 12 you still would have gone back to bed yeah well I, and it still would have been downloaded by the time you got up well i had actually thought about starting the download and then staying up till it finished, and then, like, playing for a little while. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I just, you know, not to change the subject, but I'm changing the subject. I just would like to point out, it's been balls fucking cold the last couple of days. Yeah, I'm okay with that, though. And uh, I'm really glad that uh, I, pl I planted this fucking radiator here. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the cold, though. It's better than the uh, heat. You know what? Fuck you and your cold. You know, here's the thing. I can always put on more clothes. You can only get so naked. I'm okay with naked, though. Yeah, but once you hit a certain level of naked, you can't go into public. I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, but, I mean, I like to go out and do things. I do, too. You can't do them naked. Who says? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> if I ever see you at Walmart naked, for one, I'm running the other way. <laughs> screaming. You know, you know good and goddamn well you would walk up to me and be like, what the fuck are you doing? No, I would <laughs> run the other way screaming, I don't know you, that's my purse. <laughs> Just to immediately draw attention to you. And then I would stand there and probably record the cops tackling your naked ass. But it's not a purse. It's a clutch. Yeah, either way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm so glad I've never seen a naked person at Walmart. Oh, man. And with that, before we get into the actual content of the show. Yeah, there's actual content. We're going to take a one-minute break. Hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Two Beards Talking is proudly sponsored by Toolman Tactical. Owned and operated in Alabama, Toolman Tactical offers quality polymer AR-15 and Glock magazines at affordable prices. With anti-tilt followers, the AR-15 magazines hold a true 32 rounds, while the Glock magazines hold 35 9mm rounds. Visit toolmantactical.com today and use code TBT30 to get 30% off your order. With $3 flat rate shipping, the more you buy, the more you save. New to podcasting and need episode ideas? Already have a show and looking for more engagement from guests? Check out Poddex. Poddex are decks of cards designed for new and current podcasters. Interview questions, episode ideas, would you rather, and so much more. Visit poddex.com today and use code BEARDS10 to get 10% off your order of any physical deck of cards. Offer not eligible for digital content. Order your Poddex today. And we're back. Yeah, that's uh, a quick little ad break there. Yeah, you know, one little one minute ad break never hurt nobody. Better than three minutes of commercials. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, see. And, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, like like back in our day, couldn't pause shit. No, couldn't fast forward it either. Couldn't fast forward, couldn't pause. Couldn't rewind. Oh, oh man. No. You missed something big? Oh, you're just fucked. Yeah, you had to hope and pray to God they showed a rerun of it. Got to catch it on a rerun. Oh, man. No fun. Those were the days, though. Yeah, when you come screaming back into the room and hurdle the fucking... <laughs> it's back on! Yeah, we do our own sound effects here. Sound effects brought to you by Matt Lasseter. <laughs> yeah, we do our own sound effects here. I am, what's that fucker's name? Michael Winslow? Yeah. I am no Michael Winslow, but uh, yeah. in a pinch, I'll get it done. Uh, you know, if we hadn't, I'm going to reach out to Michael Winslow, see if we can get him on the show. <laughs> can you just do some sound effects for us, Yeah, man? like, you ain't even got to talk. You ain't even got to answer questions. Just come on, do sound effects like, for us. Well, here's what we need. We need an Apache, a Chinook, a police siren, and gunfire. Do those things, we'll record them, then we're good, we're set. Yeah, and dub your own voice. Yes. I love it when he does that shit. Yeah, it, it kind of loses effect on a radio show, though. Or a podcast, rather. Because how do you know he's dubbing? Because you can't see his mouth not syncing with the we're words. We're going to do video with it. Uh, we'd have to. We would have to. And it loses a comedic effect if you don't. Oh, and he's got to do his guitar effects, too. <laughs> oh, those are fucking great. Yeah. And he can sing, too. Yeah. He did that. What, what was that song he did? Whole Lot of Love. Led yeah. Zeppelin. Holy shit. I saw that. I was like, fuck me. He's good. I'm surprised Led Zeppelin let him get away with doing it. Because <laughs> well, I mean, Led Zeppelin's not known for... Lending out the rights to their music. Yeah, well, they're not Prince either, so. He, he's he's the one that got super butthurt about it when, oh, who was it? Limp Biscuit did Party Like It's 1999 or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. He, he got super butthurt about that. Oh, and then there was Metallica with Napster. Oh, fuck them. Fucking, it was mostly Lars, that piece of shit. Yeah. The only person I know that can be a millionaire in... Have a snare, a snare drum that sounds like a fucking trash can. I mean, that's part of their sound, though. No, no. If you go back and listen to like their old shit from the eighties, snare sounds good. Thanks for the round of applause, by the way. Uh, <laughs> snare sounds good, but you go to like Saint Anger. Oh, well, oh, all uh, of that album was just shit. <laughs> ding, 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 Saint Anger. 
Yeah, no, that entire fucking album was shit. Yeah, well, fuck it all and fucking no regrets and all that stuff. Oh, fuck you, Metallica. Yeah, go back to doing your 80s shit. That means do more heroin. And your live shows where you're obviously on fucking cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Because you're playing everything 200 beats a minute faster. Which, you know, while we're on this music subject, fuck all these metal bands that are like, can't come to our show if you're not vaccinated. Fuck you, you pieces of shit. The whole point of metal is to do whatever the fuck you want to do, when you want to do it, and how you want to do it. You know, speaking of that, I wasn't going to say anything, but now fuck it, I'm going to. I got an email yesterday. Uh, Asking me if I wanted to be a background extra in an upcoming movie called Reptile. Ooh. Starring Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. Justin Timberlake. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull up the email so I can get the rest of the people. Is it really it. called Reptile or is it called Odd Couple? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this like a remake of the Odd Couple here? Like Benicio Del Toro and Justin Timberlake. Ah, here we go. That's like two people I never thought I'd see in a movie together. Uh, it says, hi, thanks for submitting. This is for the film Reptile, starring Benicio Del Toro, Alicia Silverstone. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> Justin Timberlake and others. I-, I couldn't do this movie. Well, I'm not going to do this movie. Not because, I mean, you know. Benicio Del Toro is a hell, of, a hell of an actor. Oh, fantastic. The Hunted. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but he was in a Bond movie. Yeah. Fucking. He's been in a lot of shit that was really good. Um, Star Wars. Yeah. He's in... Um, oh, fuck. One, one of the... Like... Seven, eight, or nine... I think he's in eight... Yeah. Can't remember. If you hear me sniffling a lot, I don't have a cold. I'm just doing cocaine. He is. I'm watching him do it. <laughs> he, he, he just bumped two lines. <laughs> well, you don't bump two lines. You take two lines in the fucking face. <laughs> do key bumps. Why am I explaining this? Just continue. <laughs> so we know I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, why, why? I tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> continue. Um... I don't know who wrote this email, but it goes on to say, this is scene that's supposed to be some of the characters that are police officers having a party, and it's at house by a pond in Jonesboro, Georgia. This sounds like a scam. It would film two days, Monday, November the 8th, and Tuesday, November the 9th. This coming Monday and Tuesday. Uh-huh. With some day and some night work, but by Monday, we'll be getting dark at 5.30 p. So we'll still be mid-morning call times, or so most likely. Everyone that does this scene must be fully vaccinated and must be available for a quick COVID testing on Friday. Everyone would test at this lab in Norcross, Georgia, and it would have to be Friday 11-5 and can be any time between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. That was today. Yes. Please let us know as soon as you can if you would be available, and please include your date of birth when you reply, and we'll have the testing details over to you shortly. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, Extras Casting Team, Reptile. Yeah. So I sent him an email back. Uh-oh. I said, how stringent is the policy on the vaccination? If being vaccinated is 100% required, then I will not be available for the project. Yeah. 
I couldn't be in that movie anyway. Like even if I like even if I was fully vaccinated, I couldn't do it. You'd be trying to fuck Alicia Silverstone. Well, there's that, yes. And then there's the fact that Justin Timberlake would be there and I would not be able to fight the urge to every time he walked by I'd be going, He's bringing sexy back. I'm looking at him going, Dirty Pop. Oh God, I'd fuck him up with old NSYNC lyrics. <laughs> Holy shit would I fuck with him oh, hard. Hit it hit it one time. Hit it one time. Which one? The dirty pop. Dirty pop. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd fuck. Oh my but god! But usually, when you would do that, you would put the tongue click in there. Uh, I, I haven't done that in years. <laughs> I haven't done that in years. I don't even know if I remember how. But yeah, uh, I would fuck with him so hard. I would get kicked out of that motherfucker. They'd be like, "Okay, who's the guy that keeps saying sexy back and dirty pop? Get the fuck out." Do I still get paid? You get paid, right? I showed up. Oh, god. oh man. Yeah. Which I, you know, I, and I wouldn't fuck with Justin Timberlake because I don't like it. He's a hell of a musician. Oh, a hell of a, yeah. Jesus Christ. He's a pretty damn good actor, too. But I just, I wouldn't be, he was in a boy band, and I just, I can't respect that. I mean, okay, he made up for it with Andy Samberg. True, true, true. But I just, I can't respect the boy band thing. I mean, dick in a box. <coughs> Mother lover. Yes, mother lover. Three-way, the golden rule. Yes. With Lady Gaga. Yes. Who is also a hell of a musician. Yes. Jesus, she is fantastic. I mean, I don't listen to her actual, like, music, but, like, when it's just her and a piano, fantastic. Wasn't she the one in, um, the one with, uh, the guy? Um... Yeah, that one. <laughs> she sure as shit was. She she was there all, the whole time she was there with the guy that did yeah, the thing yeah, at the he, place that one time with all did. those people. Yeah, um, I was there. I can't think of his fucking name. It starts with a B. Uh, Brad, uh, dude from Limitless. Oh, Bradley Cooper. Yes. <laughs> Man, I pulled that out of uh, my Star ass. is Born. Yeah, that's the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah, wasn't that Lady Gaga in that? Maybe. I never saw it. I bet Google knows. I'm sure Google does know. I'm not asking Google, but I bet Google knows. I'm going to look it up because, I, I, you know, I never saw it. And see, this is why we need to get the Jeopardy thing on the board. <laughs> Shut up. Because as soon as you start Google, I just push the button. Shut up. It'd be fantastic. Yes, it was Lady Gaga. Aha. And Bradley Cooper. <coughs> Who was also Chris Kyle. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Very good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. I, I actually cried during that movie. I didn't cry, but I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> well, I did. Very sad turn of events. Well, it was. It was very tragic. And and since we're on that subject and still haven't made it to the actual show, you know, fuck, uh, what's that dickhead's name? Used to be a wrestler. Jesse the Body Ventura. Fuck him. Oh, God. What's he done now? You didn't hear about that? Uh-uh. Okay, so... Chris Kyle wrote a book. You know, Jesse Ventura was a SEAL. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> well, there was something in the book where, like, Chris said that he had, like, confronted Jesse Ventura at some event. And Jesse came out and was like, that's slanderous and blah, blah, blah. Sued Chris Kyle's estate. Yeah, yeah. Won, I remember hearing about that And now. it's taken all the money from Chris Kyle's widow. Wow. And I'm like, fuck you, you piece of shit. So, Jesse, the body of Ventura, if you're listening to this, I'll beat your fucking ass. Oh, is that slander? Ugh, come find me, motherfucker. Half I mean, ass. I'll tell you where he lives. He's a fucking... I'm not, not going to dox you on the air, but... He's a fucking half-ass seal. 
He ain't even, he ain't a, even a fucking seal. He ain't even a real seal. He's If he came out and said that he was a fucking real seal, what's that fucker's name? Don Shipley would find his ass. Be like, really? You're, you're a seal? <laughs> what was your Bud's class number? <laughs> Give me your Bud's class number. Oh, I didn't go through a Bud's class. You're not a fucking seal. End rant. I'm, I'm looking it up right now just to see. <laughs> All right, so he was in the United States Navy from 69 to 75. <laughs> nice. Oh, just the 69 part. Petty officer third class. <coughs> he was in Vietnam. And let's see here. Oh, well, well. Ventura served in the United States Navy from December 1st, 1969 to September 10th, 1975 during the Vietnam War, but did not see combat. He graduated in Bud's Class 58 in December of 1970 and was part of UDT-12. Yeah, but I just I feel like that was before the SEALs really had it dialed in. Yeah. I, just, I, don't, I don't count that shit. Well, he was underwater demolitions team. He wasn't SEAL team. Yeah, I don't count that. Sorry, you're not a fucking seal. No, I don't. I don't count it either. Fuck you. I hate you. Yeah, I don't. I don't like you. And Hulk Hogan hates you too. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> his gratuitous abuse of the the n word keeps getting him in trouble. So. Yeah. So we, it's not. Uh, <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh, oh God, she's saying the n word. Quick, what's the n word? Nerd. Yeah, yeah, that's the n word. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Totally nerd. <laughs> She's saying the C word. Guys, we've been through this before. What's the C word? Cunt. Nailed it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, I love Burt Crusher. Yeah, I wish we'd get him on the show. But Oh, that would be fucking dope. Jesus, that'd be so much fun. Just he, him or Joe Rogan would be cool. No, we would <laughs> have to get we, we would have to get Joe Rogan here in person. Yeah, mostly because I want to smoke weed with him. But or actually, we would have to go to Joe Rogan. I'm fine with that. Yeah, like, I am too. I'll totally go to. I think he's in Houston now. Is he in Houston or Dallas? It might be Dallas. He's in, he's in Texas. Yeah, but it, it may be Dallas, but I would totally go there. Oh man, let's talk about Virginia for a second. <laughs> Republicans won. <laughs> Which I'm not a huge fan of the Republicans, but fuck you, Democrats. That shit's funny as fuck. Yeah, it is. Even worse, <coughs> New Jersey. Uh, Murphy won, but barely. You know, barely. For those of you that don't know. But they did lose a Senate seat. Yeah. To a truck driver. Yes, and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he spent $153 on his campaign. No, he came out and debunked that. Oh. He I'm said that was say. that was rumor. He actually spent somewhere between five and ten thousand. That's still not that all. No, that's, that's still not a whole lot. That's but like very little. In, in comparison to his opponent, who spent over four hundred thousand dollars, I think Trump spent like a billion on his campaign. I don't think Trump spent that much. <laughs> he spent some money on his camp when he ran in twenty when he ran for the twenty sixteen presidential election. He spent some fucking money, but. Yeah, um, the uh, guy you're talking about, his opponent is refusing to concede. Yeah, he'll he'll demand a recount. Um, oh no, it's worse than that. Miraculously, they have turned up twelve thousand votes, twelve thousand ballots. 
that still have to be counted. Yeah, I bet they did. At the end of it all, when he was declared the winner, the truck driver. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not. No, uh, this county just came up with 12,000 more ballots that still have to be counted. Yeah, I bet they did. It's not a good look for you, Democrats. It's really not. It's, you know, we've, we've already been through this once already, and you're, oh, no, it was a fair <laughs> election, and Biden won. There was no cheating. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this thing in New Jersey is a bad look for you. Oh, see, here's the thing, though. Like, usually, like, okay, if the Democrats win the presidential election, usually an off-cycle year, like 2022, which is coming up, the Republicans right. would win. Just the same, like, if a, a Republican had won in 2020, then in the off-cycle year, 2022, the Democrats would have taken control of the House and Senate. Typically, yeah. That's usually how it goes in off-cycle elections. But... The way this CRT shit has been pissing off, like, white women. Yeah. Because I, white women, I love you. I do. You're, you're my peoples. But no one gets more offended for a black man than a white woman. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm calling them like I see them here, and by God, a strike is a strike. So, when you're losing the white women... You're fucking up. Like, it's the easiest demographic to get. You say a thing, and they agree with it, and you keep them. But then you start fucking with their kids with critical race theory and critical race praxis, and they're like, eh, I don't like that. I think I'm going to vote for these red guys. And that's and bad. You know, Democrats, y'all are you're losing a lot of key players. That, that's, why, that's why they lost in Virginia. Yeah. Because of, for lack of a better term, fucking middle-aged soccer moms were like, no, you're not going to teach my kids this shit. And, you know, like I said, they're losing a lot of key players, a lot of uh, high-profile individuals that were speaking out on their behalf. They're taking the red pills now. Well, I I, I know what you're talking about. I don't think he's been red-pilled. I think he's been red-pilled. No, I think he's going back to what a true liberal is. Because for the longest time, if you watched, and and I'm going to go ahead and drop the name, Bill Maher, because I know who you're fucking talking about. But if if you go back and watch the old Bill Maher stuff when he first started doing his show, what was it called, Real Time? Yeah, Real Time. No, no. Or was it real time? Uh, I'm not. Was sure. it real time with Bill Maher or real time with Brian Gumble? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Uh, both of them are probably Democrats. I mean, they're both. They were both on HBO. Was... But e- either way, when when you go back and watch his original shows, a lot of the stuff he's saying now is yeah. stuff he said back then. Yeah, it was it was real time with Bill Maher. Okay, well, it's a lot of the stuff he's saying now is stuff he said back then. He only recently switched to saying the the, the outlandish shit he's been saying. Right around the time Trump got elected, he was like, well, the whole party's going this way. And if you're right of Bernie Sanders, then guess what? You're a fascist, according to the left. So, yeah, he's kind of making a move back towards the center, which is where politically he's really always been. Bill Maher's always kind of been a centrist. But, uh, so I've got this article pulled up and I hope it's going to have at least some up. He, he did a video recently where, 
Uh, he was knocking Democrats hard. Yeah, he was going at them. About uh, all of these words they keep redefining. Like victim. And I don't think it's got it in this article. I'm going to see if I can find a new one. Uh, da, 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 da. Go ahead, whistle the Jeopardy theme. Uh, Jeopardy theme and plod. There we go. Uh, is this the article I'm looking for? Da, da, da. Jeopardy theme still applied. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> just uh, if you're if you're listening at home, just pretend like you're listening to the Jeopardy theme right now. Ah, here we go. Okay, never mind. Jeopardy theme over. The bulk of this episode's new rules <laughs> found Mar arguing against redefining certain words. With a tip to the hat to George, yeah, tip tip to the hat of George Carlin's seven words you can never say on television. Shouldn't that have been a tip of the hat? I think that's how it's supposed to be. I yeah. think that's what it should have yeah. been. Uh, se- George Carlin's seven words you can never say on television. Here's another pack of low-grade morons who ought to be locked into portable toilets and set on fire. That's not the words. but we That's love not jo- the words, but we, I just... We, I, we, we love George Carlin. Yes, George Carlin is a great man. Was. No, still is. Yeah, yeah. Even in death, he's a great man. So, like, even Zombie Carlin would be hilarious? Yeah, yeah I think Zombie Carlin would be fucking awesome. <laughs> because Zombie Carlin would find logic in eating brains. He, he definitely wouldn't go to Washington. No. <laughs> uh, Mar focused on eight words. Hate, victim, hero, shame, violence, survivor, phobic, and white supremacy. Yeah, his thing with <clears throat> phobic and violence was fantastic. Uh, I, didn't, I mean, I kind of checked out at white supremacy because it was just an eye roll. Because yeah. Everything's white supremacy. Uh, focused might not be the best word, though. Marr had a lot of ground to cover here, and he shifted between doubling down on some of the points he's made in other episodes this season and going for a punchline when one was handy. There were also a few shorter segments when Marr seemed to address some of the criticism that he's accrued over the years, specifically whether or not he's Islamophobic or engaging in fat shaming. Yeah. Mars argument was essentially that he doesn't feel like those phrases accurately describe his positions. Yeah. You can't try to change reality by changing the words. Or I'm I'm sorry, you can try to change reality by changing the words, but you can't. It just stops you from dealing with them. No, it's it's nineteen eighty four. It's new it's newspeak. Yeah. That's that's what they're trying to achieve is newspeak. Yeah. So I would highly recommend that uh, you go watch the video and listen to what he has to say about it. Yeah, I mean, which is weird because up until like a week ago, I did not listen to Bill Maher. Now I find myself agreeing with him. I'm like, all right, fuck you. What happened? I'm telling you, he's been red-pilled. Either he got red-pilled or a secret Democrat is like brainwashing me. No, I still got guns. Okay. Never mind, we're good. Do we, do we need to break out the aluminum foil? Might need that. It, it's on standby. They can read our thoughts. What am I thinking right now, Democrats? Tacos. No. Okay. Pink tacos, maybe. <laughs> and canceled. What? It's a colorful taco. Everybody knows what the hell you mean when you say pink taco. I don't think they do. Oh, they do. 
So I should have said fish taco then. <laughs> Would that have been left? Fish taco is an actual thing. I know, but it could mean two things. But fish taco is an actual thing. It is. So you could have gone with fish taco. But I didn't. I went with the pink one. Yeah, and now we're canceled. <laughs> I mean, Choco Taco is a thing, and I'm not talking about a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Just saying. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Glad I can help. No, 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 no. My mind's telling me no. Yeah, but the logical conclusion of that is your body's telling you yes. No, there is no logical conclusion. We're sticking with what he said. Yeah, but you got to finish it out. No. We'll have the rest of the clip next week. No. (laughs) No. Uh, No. So much. No, no, no. You're grounded. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to turn your microphone off. <laughs> cool. I'll go play Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck with me. <laughs> oh, man. But now, we're going to get to the topic at hand here. Yes. Kyle Rittenhouse. He's back in the news. He left it? For, for a minute. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. You know, it was, he, he did the thing he was accused of doing. Practicing judicious marksmanship? I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, let, let's, let's look at the facts as they are. He was in the middle of a riot. Yes. Being chased by several people, correct? Yes. And he managed to only shoot the people that were directly attacking him. That's just marksmanship. Yeah. Oh. Oh. We'll get to this in a second. Uh-oh. So, any day you want Any any Is it, it going to do the thing? Why are you trying to do that? <coughs> why, I didn't want that. But, oh, that's why you're trying to do but that. But secretly, it, you did want that. I mean, I kind of did, but not that way. Uh, I'm going to have to find a, oh, this will work. Kenosha news. Hey, there we go. We'll take yeah. That. Um, so the trial for Kyle, Witten, Ritt, J- yeah, that guy, Kyle Rittenhouse is underway. Now we spoke a little bit very briefly last week because kind of left it out of the show until the very end Yeah. about the prosecutor arguing with the judge about the defense can call them this. Why can't I call them this? Talking about uh, the three men (laughs) that Kyle allegedly shot. (laughs) No, you cannot use a legend. He shot those motherfuckers. You cannot use a legend. We are are in trial right now. We have to use the term allegedly. (laughs) I don't think they've used the term allegedly. Not nary a fucking time. <laughs> They've been like, so the three motherfuckers he shot, <laughs> they have not said alleged one fucking time. Um, the judge is allowing the defense to refer to them as rioters, looters, and arsonists. Looters, Again, okay, there's not really there's any no, yeah, there's no solid that evidence one. that they were involved in looting. They were, however, engaged in a fucking riot. And they were engaged in setting a fucking dumpster on fire and pushing it out into the middle of the street. Yeah, so that arson and rioter, 
I, like I said, I can't give you a looter until you show me that they were looting shit. Yes. Um, and the prosecution is saying, well, I want to refer to them as victims. And the judge is saying, well, you can't because no one's been convicted of a crime here yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, you in the normal court of law, you could refer to a woman that had been raped as a victim in court even if they hadn't proven the guy that has been accused of rape did it because she's still a victim. Yes. But in this case, um, these three asshats uh, were doing some pretty shady shit, and you don't get to be a victim while doing shady shit. Sorry, that's not how that works. Launch for a gun and get shot, you're not a victim. You're an idiot. Holding a 9mm, get shot, you're not a victim. You're a fucking idiot. And he's Googling things again. Well, I'm trying to pull up the prosecutor's opening statement. <coughs> it wasn't a good one. No. <laughs> and and boy, just every witness they they call is just put... You ever been shot in the foot? I mean, I've come close. Well, the defense attorney... The, the prosecution is running out of feet to get shot in. So, um... Yeah, the uh, the prosecutor prosecutor might as well just switch to the defense yeah. because that seems to be the team he's playing. <laughs> he's literally the best defense attorney Kyle Rittenhouse has. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he is. Like, the- at this point, the prosecutor can do his examination, his cross examination, his opening statement, and everything. All the judge has got to do is look at the defense and defense be like. I- <laughs> He's, Nothing further, Your Honor. <laughs> he, he said what I was going to say. <laughs> Nothing further, Your Honor. He 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 done took the words right out my mouth. <laughs> At this point, if I was Kyle Rittenhouse, I would fire my attorneys and they're and like hire the prosecutor. And they were like, "Why?" Because like, he's doing their job, and I don't have to pay him. Yeah, <laughs> like the state pays him. So I'm just going to let them do. You, you just go away. I'm not paying you guys anymore because he's got this. <laughs> and. So now this is from uh, Fox News, Milwaukee. And jurors heard starkly different portrayals of Kyle Rittenhouse, instigator or victim, in opening statements Tuesday at his trial on charges of shooting three men on the streets of Kenosha during a turbulent (laughs) protest against racial justice. Okay. Racial injustice. That's better. A prosecutor said Rittenhouse set the bloodshed in motion when he started a confrontation with the first man gunned down that night and killed him with a bullet to the back. Uh, Was that Rosenbaum? I think that was the first guy. Yeah, Rosenbaum got clapped in the head, dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've seen the video. That pink mist came from his cranium. The prosecution team presented its opening statement in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial on Tuesday morning, November the 2nd. But Rittenhouse's attorney told the jury that his client acted in self-defense after the first man tried to grab Rittenhouse's gun and others kicked him in the face and clubbed him in the head with a skateboard. Yeah. That's, that's... I think that skateboard thing happened after the fact. Well... He was already away from the Rosenbaum incident when he got hit with the skateboard. Yeah, he was. They're just lumping all that shit together. You as jurors will end up looking at it from the standpoint of a 17-year-old under the circumstances as they existed, said Mark Richards, a defense attorney. The defense presented its opening statement in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Warning, some of the language in this presentation is not suitable for all viewers. 
Rittenhouse, now 18, which that's probably referring to the video associated with this. Rittenhouse, now 18, is charged with killing two men and wounding a third on August 25th, 2020. God, it's really been that long. Yeah. August 25th, 2020, with I'm not referring to the way this article has it written. Why? With a AR-15 rifle. That's how I'm referring to it. Oh, because that's what he used. <clears throat> oh, I know what they said. I, I know what you're not saying because I know what they said. They said assault style rifle. Uh, every report I've heard, it says military style rifle. Well, this one says assault style rifle. <laughs> Want to break that one down for me? <laughs> it has the capability of firing full semi-automatic. Yeah, it can do 30 round clip bursts. Yeah. With heat-seeking bullets with 30 caliber clip this is the bullet button get back terrorists <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh yes these are actual quotes from you know lawmakers well not the get back terrorists well no that one wasn't that, that was Matt best yeah um yeah these are actual quotes from lawmakers you know like 30 caliber clip can dispense with 30 rounds from a 30 caliber clip in three seconds or some shit like yeah. that. And it's a ghost gun. A ghost gun. Ooh. Well, if it's a ghost gun, does that mean it's incorporeal? I mean, one would think. So that means I can't pick it up. Exactly. Then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Unless I have ghost hands. Wait a minute now. Ah, uh, see, yeah, you got ghost hands. Yeah. But then you're shooting ghost bullets. And ghost bullets can't kill you. Surely not. Un- unless Patrick Swayze is shooting them. Oh. Yeah, that's that's a problem. Because he's an actual ghost now. And he played a ghost. And he could move real-world objects. <gasps> Foreshadowing. <gasps> oh, I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> the one-time aspiring police officer could get life in prison if convicted. Okay, let's probably don't let this guy be a cop. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, we appreciate your judicious marksmanship, but like, yeah. like, trust me, you hit the mark multiple times, and not the other people. Good on you, but <laughs> you probably don't need to be a cop. No, no. <laughs> the teenager traveled to Kenosha from his home in Illinois, just across the Wisconsin state line. After protests broke out over the shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake, by a white Kenosha police officer. Rittenhouse said he went there to protect property after two nights in which rioters set fires and ransacked businesses. Which is true. Yeah. The state's first (laughs) witness was Rittenhouse's sister's boyfriend at the time, Dominic Black, who bought the rifle for Rittenhouse months before the shootings because he was not old enough to own one at the time. Yeah, while we're on the subject, fuck that guy. Fuck him. He's a piece of shit. Elaborate. Oh, you didn't see, you didn't see his testimony, did you? No, I haven't actually been able to watch any of the. Trial. Okay, so his so okay, he got the rifle, um, for Kyle. Right. It was kept at his house. Right. All right. So he gets up on the stand, and they're like, "So, uh, so how did Kyle get the rifle?" He's like, "He took it. He just took it without permission. Just took it without permission. Yeah, something along those lines. Basically saying." He, he just took the gun and didn't ask. And the defense was like, you couldn't have stopped him. To which he was like, hey, you fucking got me there, you <laughs> sons of bitches. 
But he was, uh, basically, the prosecution is trying Dominic Black, I guess is his name. Yeah. They're, char- they're charging him with two counts of uh, giving a weapon to a minor or something like something along those lines. He could, he could serve 12 years in prison. Yeah. So he's trying to cut a deal with the prosecution to testify against Rittenhouse to save his own fucking ass. Yeah. This guy's like, oh, he's my brother, man. He's my brother. Hey, uh, brothers don't testify on one another. No, that's no. not a thing they do. If, if you're going, if you're going to catch a charge, be a man and catch that charge. Black testified that he and Rittenhouse went to downtown Kenosha to help protect a car dealership from property damage after cars at another lot owned by the same business were burned the night before. Black said he thought nobody would start trouble if they saw him with his oh Jesus Christ AR-15 rifle. We're gonna pause for a second. I'm tired of talking about this, but goddammit, we have to fucking talk about it again. Hold on. Let me get the soapbox. Here you go. And he now has the soapbox. <sighs> An AR-15 is not a fucking assault rifle. I don't give a good goddamn what the fuck Webster has changed their definition to in order to become more woke and appeal to the liberal left. I don't give a flying fuck what some uneducated jackass motherfucker who knows jack shit about guns wants to fucking call it. An AR-15 is not a fucking assault rifle. What What is an assault rifle? I mean, if you want to be technical... But if you really want to be technical about it, okay, we'll say we'll pretend there's a such thing as an assault rifle. It's a fucking machine gun. Eh, assault being a verb and whatnot. I mean, <clears throat> technically, an assault could be a noun. Yeah, but we're leading an assault on the village. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be, but in in the way they're trying to use it. Uh, Assault certainly is not a fucking adjective. No, it doesn't describe the thing. No. I mean, I guess it could be. No, no, it's still a verb. No, it's still a verb. If I take this Pepsi and I hit you in the face with it, is it now a fucking assault Pepsi because I've assaulted you with it? I mean, technically, yeah. We are not endorsed by Pepsi. Or assault Pepsi. Which I would drink the shit out of. <laughs> if, they, if they came out with something like, this is a salt Pepsi. I'm like, you give me a billion. If I take this fucking microphone <laughs> flange and smack you in the face with it, is it now an assault flange? I, I do believe because so. Because I have assaulted you with it. I do believe so. I have committed an assault using a flange. Is it now an assault flange? I think it's still just a flange. If I maim you in the fucking dick with a claw hammer. That's oddly specific, and stay away from my penis, sir. <laughs> oddly specific. I mean, who goes straight for the dick with a claw hammer? Really? With the flathead end. No, you said with a claw hammer. Yeah. I, I, I pictured claw coming at me like you're trying to get a nail or something. No, I'm going to bludgeon you with the hammer end of it. In the dick. In the dick. So what you're saying is you want to beat my dick off. <laughs> uh, that's that. That's not good. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Walked <laughs> right into that one. I did. Like. I did. <laughs> boy, just, you set it up, I knocked it right down. I was seeing red from fucking assault rifle, okay? <laughs> and somehow wound up beating me off with a hammer. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like, I'm kinky, but I ain't that kinky. Oh, my. <laughs> that's not kinky. That's exotic. That's BDSM. <laughs> you, you know the difference between kinky and exotic? Uh, one uses a feather, one uses the whole bird. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah I still remember that from eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, beating somebody off with a hammer. That's exotic. <laughs> <coughs> Holy hell. Bring on the fucking campaigner. <laughs> no, not that thing. That looked painful. Now, I'm pretty sure that's not even the word. But man, was Lucy Lawless not hot in that dominatrix outfit? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Whew. Warrior Princess. I know. Thank right? you. Although I gotta say, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think Gabrielle was hotter. Yeah. A little miniature yeah, Amazonian. Yeah. yeah. But <coughs> digress and whatnot. AR fifteen, not a fucking assault rifle. No. I'm down off my soapbox now. I'll take it back. Thank you. Okay. Black said when he was on the rooftop, Black said he was on the rooftop when he heard gunshots, but didn't know Rittenhouse was involved until Rittenhouse called and said, I shot somebody, I shot somebody. And that did happen. I saw that on video. Yeah, that, that, that happened. Actually, what he said as he was running away was, I shot somebody, I fucking shot somebody. Which is the more accurate reaction to shooting someone, I would say. Uh, yeah. Afterward, Black said Rittenhouse was freaking out. Well, yeah, you just gave a guy a new fucking breathing hole in his forehead. Yes. He was really scared. He was pale, shaking a lot. I would yeah. I would probably have the same reaction if I just ventilated a guy's forehead. Uh, it depends, really, I guess. Black said Rittenhouse told him that he acted in self-defense because people were trying to hurt him. Yeah, that's clear in the video. Yeah. So, there's that. In his opening statement, Prosecutor Thomas Binger? Binger? I think it's Binger. Binger? <laughs> Binger. Chandler Binger? Yeah. Thomas Binger described the unrest in Kenosha as two of the roughest nights that our community has ever seen. All right. Way to help the defense there. Yeah, yeah. And said outsiders were drawn to the city like moths to a flame. Yeah. Yet Binger repeatedly stressed that amid the hundreds of people in Kenosha and the anger and chaos in the streets, the only person who killed anyone is the defendant, Kyle Rittenhouse. When we consider the reasonableness of the defendant's actions, I ask you to keep this in mind. Binger said, after explaining to the jury that a claim of self-defense can only be valid if Rittenhouse reasonably believed he was using deadly force to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm. Okay, um... Allow me to uh, break this down. If someone lunges for your gun, I can only assume they're trying to do what? Take it away from you to use it. So, 
check that box. Uh huh. Yep. There's one. Okay. Now, um, if someone, no, 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 no. I'll take this one. Oh, you got this. I'll one? take this one. If I'm wailing a skateboard against your head, oh, that wasn't even the one I was going to go with. But all right, no, 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 no. We're good because this is number two now. Yeah. If I'm wailing a skateboard against your head while you're <laughs> lying on the ground, that's is that is it reasonable to think that a skateboard? How how much do you say a skateboard weighs? Um, about two pounds. About two pounds. But so the trucks are pretty metal. easy to flail one about. Yeah, and the trucks are metal. Trucks are metal. The the kingpins protrude from the truck. The wheels are a hardened resin of some sort. Yeah, and the. The deck is wood. And the deck is wood. So, I mean, yeah, it's a weapon. Yeah, it's reasonable to think that a uh, bludgeoning from a skateboard could cause great bodily harm and or death. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's reasonable cause for self-defense. Well, there's number two. That's number two. Now number three. So, um, if a person is chasing me down the road holding a nine millimeter pistol... And then later, after I use my weapon to defend myself against that person, says that their only regret is they didn't empty the clip into that motherfucker. Mm. God, I hate people. Uh, I would say that that proves state of mind and intent. Yeah. yeah. Which would lend itself to, uh, what, what what, what did he say his claim was? Self, 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 uh, yeah, uh, self, self defense. Uh, yeah, self that defense. One. That one. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that self defense. Your Honor, I object. And why is that, Mister Reed? Because it's devastating to my case. Overruled. Good call. And that, in a nutshell, is the prosecution. Yeah, pretty much. <coughs> the prosecutor said that it is not known exactly what words were said, but it is clear that Rittenhouse started a confrontation that caused the first person shot that night, Joseph Rosenbaum, to begin chasing Rittenhouse across a parking lot. Binger emphasized, too, that Rosenbaum, 36, was killed by a shot to the back after he threw a plastic bag. Um, no. The prosecutor noted that the first two bullets hit Rosenbaum in the lower extremities, causing him to fall forward. Well, now, that is totally different from (coughs) the initial reports of all this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got shot in the fucking face. Yeah, that's that's what I read. Which, by the way, I got to give a shout out to, uh, he'll probably never hear this, uh, Richie McGinnis. He was, he's the director of videography or something for the Daily Caller. Right. He was actually on scene in Kenosha when all this happened. Him and his whole team were there when this happened. You know, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he had actually interviewed Kyle Rittenhouse just a few minutes prior to all this shit going down. Uh, I think he did interview Kyle. And also, um, he was the person, the first person to render aid to Rosenbaum after he got shot. So... He, when he went up there to testify, he was given the series of events as he saw them unfold. And he said, yes, Rosenbaum did lunge for the gun. It's his fault. Richards, the defense attorney, argued that it was Rosenbaum who lit the fuse that night. 
Rosenbaum yelled an expletive at Rittenhouse and lunged for his gun before Rittenhouse fired at him, according to the defense. And which was backed up by Richie McGinnis. Rittenhouse fired four shots in less than a second. That's some quick fucking trigger work. I doubt he did it in less than a second. But, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I could do it. Oh, with oh with that oh yeah, I could do it, especially with that trigger. Well, Ooh, I mean, even, even with a stock AR trigger. Well, right? yeah, I could do it with that guy. Oh, that guy, yeah. Oh, that guy. Ooh. Oh, oh boy. I don't. I don't want to talk into the microphone, not over the microphone. I want to be up here. <laughs> now your beard is talking into the microphone, dude. It keeps getting caught in the fucking metal. I know that it sucks. Hurts. It's well. Don't try to deep throat the microphone. Talk into the microphone. Motherfucker, I got a Viking beard. No, the fuck you don't. This bitch is long as shit. It ain't Viking status. Motherfucker, I can braid this shit. Motherfucker, you're at Amish status right now. Which is more than Viking. No, it's not. Oh, it is. Oh, it's not. Oh, it is. Oh, it's not. You're just mad. We're moving on. Because you can't braid your beard. That's because I keep mine trimmed. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) That takes work. I keep mine looking professional. Eh, I can get a little neck thing going. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. A little neck beard there. I'm letting that grow out. (laughs) (laughs) Grow out the neck beard? With the facial beard. Uh, So, (laughs) interesting. The full beard. Yeah, full thing. It's going to connect to my chest hair. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know what that connects to. (laughs) Nothing. Oh, that's worse. (laughs) It's somehow worse. Oh. oh no that's bad oh man rich <laughs> god damn it <laughs> richards told jurors in his opening statement that rittenhouse's actions on august 25th were reasonable under the circumstances as they existed Binger, the prosecutor, said that after shooting Rosenbaum, Rittenhouse fled the scene instead of rendering aid. (laughs) Fuck you. I just shot him. I'm not helping him. I mean, as Marines, we do that. Yeah, but... Like my drill instructor said, you know, we shoot the bad guy, we pasty him up. It's kind of like the targets that we shoot at the rifle range. You know, we shoot the target, we bring it down, we cover the holes with pasties, and then we send it back up to be shot again. Yeah, well, in the civilian world, that doesn't happen. Like, trust me if I say, if I ever have to shoot someone, I'm not plugging that hole. I put it there for a fucking reason. (laughs) It's going to stay there. Uh, (coughs) Rittenhouse fled the scene instead of rendering aid, despite portraying himself as a medic earlier in the night. But Richard said Rittenhouse didn't stop to help because the crowd wanted to, quote, kill him. And instead ran toward police. I mean, yeah, I can honestly say that if I'm in a group of 20 people and I, you know, ventilate one of them, I'm not going to be like, all right, guys, now calm down. I'm going to try to help this man that I just shot. Because they're probably going to be like, no, nah, you, you probably not. We're probably going to have to beat your ass. And I'm like, well, I got like fucking, I don't know, 26 more. I was going to, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, if he's got extra mags. I think he only had the one. We know he had one for sure. Yeah, I think he only had the one, which is just poor planning on his part. Yeah. yeah. Gotta have a reload. Yeah. At least one. 
The defense also apparently pushed back against the notion that Rittenhouse was an outsider drawn to Kenosha by a call to arms on right-wing social media. He worked in Kenosha. Richards said Rittenhouse had strong ties to Kenosha. His father lived there, and Rittenhouse worked in Kenosha County as a lifeguard. True. And had seen live streams of what was happening. As his attorney displayed photos and video clips from the night of the shootings, Rittenhouse, wearing a dark pinstriped suit and tie, leaned on his elbows to view the images on a desktop monitor. Okay, that's an interesting way of phrasing this one. Um, okay. I'm going to read it, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> he sat ramrod straight as audio of gunfire was played and occasionally turned toward jurors, seeming to scrutinize their reactions. So are they saying he had an erection or? Ramrod. <laughs> car ramrod? Car ramrod. Ah, car ramrod. I is. even wrote it on the thing. Ah, I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Mm. So, all right. Ramrod straight. Ramrod. That's some good writing right there. I mean, Very it's, descriptive. It's descriptive, but I don't know what we're describing and kind of worries me. <laughs> I mean, you know, could have said he sat straight as a board. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that would have I would have painted the same picture. He sat straight as the shots that he made that night. Uh, that's kind of worse, but all right. <laughs> I mean, they were all on target. Straight as an arrow, I guess. He wasn't using a bow and arrow, though. I mean, not everyone can be Rambo. And I've seen some curved arrows. Oh, yeah, but they're not supposed to. I mean, I see them on street signs all the time. That That's not an arrow. It's an arrow. There's not one that you fire. <laughs> Didn't say it has to be one that you fire. I mean, you shoot that arrow, you're taking it in the, It's going to hit you in the leg. I don't know where it's going to go, but... Probably your leg. I don't want to find out. We can bend an arrow. Let's not. I got a bow if you want to give it a shot. I, you know what? I almost caught a ricochet, if you'll recall. <laughs> that was your own dumbass fault. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to set a target in front of a brick wall. Sure, that nothing bad's going to happen here. You know, granted, it was only coming back at like five feet per second. It still could have done some damage. I don't think it was a blunted tip. Do you have eyeballs? Wasn't anywhere near my face. Uh, but do you have eyeballs? I have a couple of them. Do you agree that I could literally poke one of those fuckers out just by going like this? Poke it out? No. Maybe jab it into my skull? Yes. Yeah, okay. So an arrow at like, how fast did you say? About five feet per second. Yeah, it's probably going to poke out your fucking, you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> fucking, it's a Christmas story all over again. The most serious count against Rittenhouse, first degree intentional homicide, is Wisconsin's top murder charge. Rittenhouse has been painted by supporters on the right, including foes of the Black Lives Matter movement, as a patriot who took a stand against lawlessness by demonstrators and exercised his Second Amendment gun rights. Others see him as a vigilante and police wannabe. Um, well, vigilante I could see, but police wannabe, not really. He wasn't out there trying to arrest people. <coughs> If anything, he was being a volunteer fireman. He put out a fire. Yeah, that's true. So uh, there's that. He is white, as were those he shot, but many activists see race as an underlying issue in the case. 
Yes, he shot the white people because they were secretly black. In part because the protesters were on the streets to decry police violence against black people. Those motherfuckers were not there about that. They were like, wait a minute. People are out here rioting. I get to go rage in the streets and not get in trouble. Oh, I'm doing that. They didn't give a shit about Jacob Blake. Half the people probably didn't even know his fucking name. You know, like I, I haven't watched the trial because I've not been able to. I have been trying to keep up with it. And yeah, um, like I said, the prosecution is. That article didn't cover everything the prosecution has been saying and doing, but they're not doing well. The prosecution, well, they're doing well for the defense. I mean, if they were defense attorneys, they'd be winning. Now, the last thing we're going to talk about. Yeah. And this is just, uh, this this is great. Let me get the article pulled up here. Here we go. Here we go. Ibram X. Kendi. Ibram X. Kennedy. No, Kendi. It's supposed to be Kennedy. Um, he goes by, that. I don't know. It, it, it's supposed to be Ibram X. Kennedy. We'll, we'll just call him Ibram. Yeah, he's racist as fuck. Very. Do you know do you know the, the big tweet he had a long time ago? Yeah, that's. No, you're talking about the one he did recently. But the one about uh, the way to, the only way to cure past racism is present racism. The only way to cure present racism, no, discrimination, that's what it is. The only way to remedy past discrimination is present race discrimination. And uh, fucking, the only way to cure present discrimination is future discrimination. Do it. You know, oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah, I knew you want to do that. That was, that, was, that was a tweet from him, and he's a professor at a college. Yeah. Um, Boston University. He is a humanities professor. <laughs> okay. what, is, what is humanities? Uh, some useless degree you can get, I guess. Like, what What would that class cover? Uh, I don't know. I mean, as far as, fuck, I'll Google it. Yeah, you Google it, because I already got this article pulled up here. You talk. So, recently he put out a tweet of statistics. And it says here, and this is an article on Fox News, uh, Kendi, a humanities professor at Boston University, tweeted an article Friday by The Hill citing a study that found 34% of white students who applied to colleges and universities falsely claimed they were a racial minority on their application and that 77% of them were accepted. It just kind of disproves his entire life's work. So, <coughs> what is what is humanities? Humanities studies the history and development of human thought and culture by focusing on literature, literature, history, philosophy, art, and film. That sounds pretty fucking useless. Uh, it's like, if I had to describe it as anything, it would fall in kind of like a sociology type thing it would be like like sociology adjacent kendy summarized on twitter 
more than a third of white students lied about their race on college applications. And about half of these applicants lied about being Native American. More than three-fourths of these students who lied about their race were accepted. So... So what you're saying? He's, he is a big proponent of the idea that uh, uh, white privilege is a thing. White privilege is a thing. If you're white, you're privileged. Yada, yada, yada. So if these white kids are privileged, why would they feel it necessary to lie about their race on their college application or loan application in order to be accepted? It appears that it's actually easier to get into college if you are a minority. Hmm. But 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 white supremacy. Uh, you mean white privilege? Yeah, white privilege. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> that's a different can of worms you just described. Yeah, there. I was. I was. Apparently, my mind jumped back to the whole written house article because I skipped over a part where they did mention white supremacy. Yeah, uh, but now. Uh, that that kind of disproves yeah white privilege um kind of disproves it doesn't it i would say so it would seem like um minorities have a little bit more of an advantage over white people what do they call that um oh yeah equal opportunity uh, affirmative action and affirmative action and action action <laughs> action yeah affirmative uh, action and equal opportunity yeah um you know that whole thing that i talk about where uh i was working for a company and i applied for a transfer to a store that was closer to my house and the regional manager was like, yeah, but you're a white male and we need a diversity hire for that store. Oh, so basically what you're saying is because I am a white male, I'm being denied a job. Yeah, pretty much. Because I'm not a minority, nor am I a female. You should have been like, bitch, I'm Korean. Yeah. You, you I... They can't argue with that. I don't have my dual citizenship. No, you don't. But where is it? Where, what place of birth? Seoul, South Korea. You could have been like, bitch, I'm Korean. But I was born abroad on American soil. I don't give a fuck. Your birth certificate says Seoul, South Korea. You could have been like, I am Korean. I am, <laughs> I am a diversity hire. So in an effort to argue that white privilege is a thing he disproved he, it he, he disproved it oh he do, he wound up deleting that tweet yeah he did oh and then he was getting tore up he was and he was going on to say that uh criticizing him and attacking him is uh racist yeah you're you're <laughs> criticizing me and you're saying that uh my statement is uh fallible uh that's racist yeah so here's here. Oh, it was because um, someone used the comment that uh, they broke him. Yeah, and they were saying he's. Oh well, that's a reference to slavery and the slave masters breaking the slaves. No, 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 no. See, no. 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 here's the thing: we live in a very, very diverse nation. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah. We have people of all religions, uh, all colors, uh, all cultural backgrounds. Yes. All in this one nation. And then uh, you have people that say that uh, 
you know, we need to listen to uh, more diverse and voices. And I'm okay with that. I'm fine. Yeah. I, I, I respect most people's opinion. Right. Unless you just say something completely fucking stupid. Like he did. Yeah. So here's the thing. Affirmative action doesn't actually help the minority community. It actually hurts the minority community. Yeah. Because let's say you're a really good student at a really shitty high school, but you're not Harvard material, but they take you because they're trying to make a diversity quota. Yeah. What's going to happen? They're going to end up failing. Well, I won't say they'll end up failing because... You know, they might. They, you know, they, they there are there have been times when people have gotten into a school they probably shouldn't have been in. Yeah, and have and, been and successful. S- and studied their ass off. And was it hard? Fuck, it was probably hard as shit. But they graduated and they had a great, you know, they, a great success story. Yes. <clears throat> but nine times out of ten, I would say, maybe not nine times, but a vast majority of the time, you get people that go to a school that they're not prepared to be in. They were not prepared by their high school teachers to be in, and they quit. Yeah. And they never finish their degree, and they never go back to college. And that's why that's how affirmative action hurts you. It puts yeah. you in a place that you shouldn't be there. I'm not saying you shouldn't be in college. Anybody can go to college, but maybe you shouldn't be at Harvard. There are plenty of other really good schools you can go to, and... You can get in there based off your merits. Yeah. Not your skin color. <laughs> so, uh, as we've already pointed out, he's been getting fucking roasted on Twitter. Like yeah. uh, this guy who wrote <coughs> that face when you accidentally blow up your entire life's work in a tweet and have to delete. Yeah. Or this guy. I can't imagine why any white person would want to lie about not being white just to get ahead, fully knowing that people of color are socially privileged over whites in almost every regard. True. Oh, what's this one say? Celebrity critical race academic Ibram Kendi tweeted out a story about how white university applicants identified as people of color for better treatment. He deleted the tweet after realizing it didn't advance his argument of systemic white privilege. Yeah. Kendi later deleted the tweet without explanation and accused his critics of twisting his words. No. No. Okay. It was pretty much in black and white. You want to get down to brass tacks here? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me read this first. They lie about what I said to defend the lying of white college applicants, he wrote. Here is their tortured line of thinking. When white applicants think they have an advantage by lying about being a person of color, then that means they do have an advantage, which then means structural racism doesn't exist. Hit that one button again. (laughs) Oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. Thank you. It's amazing I knew the one you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. Is it dishonest what these white students have done? Absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. We call that game in the system. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true. But, I mean, the simple fact that they (coughs) feel they have to do that 
Mm. Yeah, kind of a kind of kind of fucks your whole. Per, per, it it really does on that. But I, I mean, seriously, let's do the whole getting down to brass thing. Did did white privilege used to exist? Fuck yes, Absolutely. it did. Absolutely. Fuck yes, it did. If you if you were white in the fucking sixties and seventies, oh motherfucker, you were untouchable. Oh yeah, you were gonna get the best jobs. You were gonna go to the best schools. With literally out even trying. Yeah. Uh, does it still exist today? No. Not as rampant. No, it's not. It's not. Now, do you know what does exist? Wealth privilege. Yes. Um, if you're a rich motherfucker, regardless of what your skin color is, you're going to get to go to the best schools and have the best jobs because mommy and daddy can pay for that. So, uh, wealth privilege exists. Yeah. And it is not exclusive to white people. No. Uh, so, so did white privilege used to exist? Yeah, it used to. Um, well, I think we've done, uh, as a country, I think we've done well with righting some of the wrongs we've done. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Yeah. It's they like, imagine white people are disadvantaged while white people are on the higher end of nearly every racial disparity, he added. They imagine black and native people have racial advantages at the same time black and native people are on the lowest end of nearly every racial disparity. They imagine black and native people have racial advantages. I don't think they're fucking imagining it when the numbers have proven it. (coughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, you got people lying about being. I mean, we had, there was a there was a famous politician that once lied about being Native American. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um. Oh. I actually knew a person that named their uh, their Jeep after her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, of course, okay, she didn't actually lie. She was like point zero 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 one two percent Native American. She was one one thousand sixty fourth. That was the actual number, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh which is funny because I'm like legitimately I have enough Native American ancestry that I could have gotten a minority scholarship. You could also open a casino. Yeah, well, not in Alabama. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, red tape. Yeah, but you can still open a casino. My 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 uh, <coughs> my, my my gene pool pretty much consists of uh, Indian, German, and Irish. And if you trace that Irish back far enough, it gets into like the Viking shit. So it's like I'm like quadruple alcoholic. It's it's pretty 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 astounding. So you're drinking the fire water while you're eating a wiener schnitzel and a tater. Yeah, and then there's something about like you know, going on raids or something. Yeah, somebody that explains why I like boats. Skull. That 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 might explain why I like boats so much. Kendi. <laughs> who authored the best-selling 2019 book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. <laughs> Which is basically how to be a racist. Yeah. 
is one of the leading figures pushing the implementation of critical race theory in schools. Well, go fucking figure. Which is definitely how to be a racist. The controversial line thought the controversial line of thought teaches racism is embedded in every aspect of American society, often called systemic racism yeah. on the left and pushes for the dismantling of traditional power structures. Yeah. Well, funny story. There was a, there was a prop in California they were voting for. Uh, I can't remember the exact, the exact prop number, but do you know what it did? It did away with the 1964 Civil Rights Act. I, I recall this. And it, if it had passed, that means that people in California would have been able to turn you down for employment based on protected criteria. Yeah. Such as race, gender. Religion. Religion, sexual orientation, all these protected classes. Yeah. Now... <clears throat> If they had gotten rid of that, who do you think that would have affected more? Sorry, it probably would have affected minorities more. Yeah. That's why they passed that in 1964. Yeah. Kendi has argued that the only way to undo systemic racism in America is to, quote, consistently identify and describe it and then dismantle it, end quote. See, I'm more, I'm more aligned with Morgan Freeman's train of thought on it when he was doing the 60 Minutes interview. Yeah. And he asked him, well, how do we do away with racism? Stop talking about it. You stop referring to me as a black man. That's cool. I never will. And I'll stop referring to you as a white man. They were talking about um, Black History Month. Yeah, I, I watched the interview. Yeah. Well, this is in case anyone li out there listening hasn't seen the interview. It's a really good interview. It's a very good interview. He's asking him about, about uh, Black History Month. Morgan Freeman doesn't want a Black History Month. And he asks the guy that interviews him, what month is White History Month? Oh, uh, well, I'm Jewish. Oh, okay. What month is Jewish History Month? Well, there isn't one. <coughs> well, well, do you want one? No. Yeah, see, I don't either. Black history is American history. No, black history is history. Yeah. It doesn't matter what part of the country or part of the world you're from. Black history is history. Yes. So, that's, it should be taught year-round. Like, if there was a black person that did something great, that should be taught. Yes. Just like if there's a white person that did something great. You're racist. That should be taught. It shouldn't be, well, it's February, which, by the way, they got the shortest fucking month. Yeah, y'all did. They get <laughs> fucked on that one. You got the shortest fucking month. I mean, we could say that's racist. Yeah, a little bit. We're going to give you 28 <laughs> fucking days. That's, that's all you get. Out of 365, you get 28. That's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, that's. 
Uh, that's mm. we. If anything, we can say that's racist. <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Just teach history as history happened. I agree with that. I just teach it as it happened. Don't yeah. don't change it. Don't try to whitewash it. Don't don't try to do anything. Just be like, hey, this is what happened. It was fucked up. We learned a lesson. Yeah, do away with the whole thought of white privilege. Do away with the whole thought of critical race theory. And just teach history as history happened. Hey, we did a bad thing. We enslaved people. We learned our lesson from it. But let's also not teach that America is the only country to enslave people. Uh, You know, I mean, as long as we're going to go down that road... Um, where did we get the slaves from? Africa. Africa. Who sold them to us? Africans. Africans. Hmm. But, but do, do you know what, why they were sold to us? I'm pretty sure they were slaves. Yeah, they were already slaves. Yeah. Because the warring tribes would conquer one another and take the other tribe that lost as slaves. And then yeah. when when the Europeans came over, they're like, hey. Uh, we want some of those. We, we want some of them peoples. What are you going to do with them? What do you care? We're going to give you money. Fair, fair enough. Point. Fair point. Fair point. And that's how we got the whole slave thing going. You know, <coughs> yeah. That's, but uh, also, there were black slave owners in America. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I believe I read a thing somewhere that actually says the very first slave owner in America was a black man. I doubt he was the very first. I do recall reading that somewhere. But uh, I, I do remember reading about how, like, one particular black slave owner was worse than any of the white slave owners as far as being cruel. So that's a thing. So, and let's not forget that, like, other countries had slavery too. Yeah. Let, let's also not forget that slavery still exists in other countries. It still happens. We fought an entire war to end slavery. Now, it wasn't solely about slavery. There were some states' rights issues, but um, the vast majority of it was slavery. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, slavery still exists. <laughs> slavery still exists in America. Yeah, I mean, there's corporate slavery. Yeah, I'm a wage slave. Yeah. Every day I go to a job and I have to clock in um, and sell them my time. And I get a fraction of that money back. And uh, we have gone from uh, we the people in control of our government to we the slaves under control of our government. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, that whole tax thing. Yeah, we should... Uh, you know, that was supposed to be temporary. Yeah. It was supposed to be just like a little ballot measure, and it was, wasn't was supposed to last uh, generations. Yeah. But then, you know... There's only two ways a government can actually create wealth, and that's either taxing its people or going to war and taking resources from another country. I'm for that second one. 
Uh, you know, here's my thing. I mean, I'm, you know, we're not talking about conquering territories or anything like that, but... Well, here's my thing. Okay, we need oil. Let's go pay the Middle East a visit. No, my, my thing is, if uh, everyone says, well, if we don't have taxes, how will we have roads and schools? Well, those things existed before taxes. Uh, yeah. And also, I would like to point out, if it's something that is worth having... Society will provide it for us. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if uh, if roads are worth having, then people are going to be like, "Hey, uh, we gotta we gotta all pitch together and get this road fixed." Yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, uh, if education is worth having, then everyone's going to get together and be like, "Hey, we gotta elect someone to teach our children." Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so uh, taxes aren't a necessity. Unless, uh, you know, you're the government. Then it is a necessity because that's the only way you can get paid. Line your pockets. I mean, take care of infrastructure. Yeah. I would like to point out that 90% of the tax dollars just gets funneled right back into the pockets of the well, politicians. Well, you know, it's like that whole thing with uh, Elon Musk and the UN, you know. <laughs> oh, boy, he got their <laughs> He ass. got their asses good. Ooh, boy, I can smell cooking ass hair from that, from here. You know, the, the un. The un. <laughs> who un nazi the world. <laughs> no, they no, didn't. They didn't. <laughs> no, that, that was us. Um, the UN... Went to Elon Musk, who... Actually, I think they just tweeted it. Yeah, well, I mean, they reached out to him. Um, but uh, his, I think he's like... Uh, let's see, I think Tesla has now reached the $1 trillion value mark. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like, Elon Musk is now like the wealthiest man in the world. Yeah, I can see that. And he won't give me a million. It's bullshit. I know. I know, right? Like I just want um Elon. I just Elon, want, you, you, I know you're. You hear us? Just give me a million dollars. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even gonna be that greedy. I'd take five hundred thousand. You know what? I won't even be that greedy. I would a hundred thousand. You know what? Just give give the show a million. We'll split a million. Yeah, we'll split a million, and we will do great things with it. Yes. I mean, not Tesla great, but, you know, I mean, for us, great. You never know. We we might invent a car company called Edison. <laughs> <laughs> and bludgeon you over the head and take all your designs. Yeah. No, the UN uh, reached out to Elon Musk asking for uh, was it's six like a, billion. No, I think it was just a billion. No, it was six. I know, sure? the, I know the number was six, but I can't. I want to say it was six billion. Live fat checking. Here we go. There we go. Do, 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 Holy do, shit, do. I can't type. Uh, t- really? Usually you're fucking typing up a goddamn encyclopedia in the middle of the show. Uh, I'm out of practice. In a week? I haven't been texting that much. Goddamn, man, I'm talking. This is the whole thing. It's because your hands are cold, and Hold your hands over the radiator. Warm them up. Get that radiation going. Well, that just sounds like cancer treatment. <laughs> no, it was $6 billion. You were correct. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, I, I had to fact check. We do our own fact checking here. And I was right. I didn't need to be fact checked. <laughs> Which is exactly why you needed to be fact checked. Blow me. I'd rather... <laughs> 
<laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't work when there's like dope ass pop filters in these mics. Reached out to Elon Musk asking for six billion with a B. You greedy motherfuckers. Wanting to help end world hunger. A noble gesture. I, I dare I say a noble cause. Yeah. And Elon Musk is all for it. Yeah. I'll definitely gladly donate $6 billion. He said he would sell Tesla. He he would sell Tesla stock. Yeah. To help end world hunger. But, comma, dot, 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 pause for effect. There was a stipulation. Yes. What was the stipulation? They had to prove how they could end world hunger with $6 they billion. Had, no, 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 no. They had to provide... Um, What's the wording that I'm looking for here, just so I get it right? They had to bring the receipts. That's how I'm gonna. <laughs> that's how I'm gonna word it. Uh, did he? Did he find it? I'm looking for it. But but are you? I got it right here did on you? CNBC of all places. Oh, lovely! Elon Musk tweets he is willing to spend six billion dollars to fight world hunger on one condition. Uh, but you can't find the condition. I'm looking for it. It's somewhere in here. Ah, here we go. In a follow-up tweet, Elon Musk added that the UN's plan must include open source accounting so the public sees precisely how the money is spent. Boy, I tell you what, Elon, if you give us a million dollars, I will provide you. I will show you every fucking receipt of what that money is spent on. Yeah. You might not like some of it. Yeah, some of it. The yeah. majority of it's going to go to good things. I'm not even sure that he would be that he would not like the gun purchases because <laughs> I know that's what you were talking about. Only a couple. And by a couple, it means like a Barrett 50 cal. We'll let you shoot it. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, you got to bring your own ammo though because that shit's expensive. I'll even buy some ammo for him to shoot with it. That's like five dollars a bullet. I ain't got five dollars a bullet. Money. I got a million dollars. I can afford yeah, five dollars yeah. a bullet. Okay, five hundred thousand dollars. I can afford five dollars a bullet. Motherfucker, trying to rob me already. <laughs> this is some bullshit. Oh man, yeah. Um, we'll provide receipts. Yeah, we will. You know, million dollars. We'll split it. Five hundred. I swear to God, if I get a phone call from Elon Musk after this show airs, you better give me my money. Do you think I would? Well, first and foremost, I'm going to pay the bill off on all the shit that we just bought. Yeah, take that off the top. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. that's coming off. That's got to. So really, we're only going to get the split like nine hundred ninety nine thousand. No, all this shit was like eight hundred bucks. Okay. So you know, we're 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 going to be splitting like nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety. No. Nine hundred ninety nine thousand one hundred and something dollars. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm. I'm not trying to do all that math. I'll, I'll even let you keep that uh, spare one hundred. You know, just. Oh, what are we gonna put that towards? Ah, uh, fuck! I don't know. More advertising, probably. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm gonna do. I'll buy out Tim Tumlin. <laughs> like, sell me Toolman Tactical. <coughs> And that part's getting cut out of the show. 
<laughs> I just I, I want to own that. Like you know how cool it would be to own your own fucking magazine company. Um, Tim, if at any point you're ever listening to this episode, we're not trying to buy you out, bro. No, shut up. Can I have a dollar? You're talking about our fucking advertiser. Shut up. Yeah, I don't care. It, it, it doesn't affect me. I mean, it kind of does. Eh, it would affect me a lot more. People would buy them. It so, really works. So go buy those. Then, yeah, then I will be like, some. it affects me. Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> needs to buy some. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? If, if he would have had Tool Man Tactical, <laughs> <laughs> he'd have that two extra rounds. He'd have twenty eight rounds instead of twenty six left after he shot Thor. Just saying. God, canceled. Dicks, such <laughs> dicks. Yeah, baby. Oh my God, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it just for the hell of it. Yes, they were saying, let's, let's go, Brandon. That is exactly what they were saying, and you can't convince me otherwise. Uh, so, okay. White privilege is obviously not a thing. Oh, shit. We're going back to that? We're recapping. Okay. <laughs> we're recapping. Cool. White privilege is obviously not a thing. Statistically been proven. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Gun meat foot. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. Um, the uh, prosecution defense for Kyle Rittenhouse. Is the defense. Yeah, the prosecution defense. Yeah, the prosecution defense. They're, they're, they're doing the whole straight up <laughs> the, uh, the Chewbacca defense. <laughs> and the prosecution is the one doing it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. And... Um, Democrats are shooting themselves in the foot left and right with elections. They are basically the prosecution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the theme of tonight's show. Shooting yourself in the foot. <coughs> Don't do it. Unless you're trying to actively get out of the draft, in which case they probably still take you. Yeah, there's better ways of doing it than shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, you kneecap yourself. I mean, I knew a guy that got out of going on a deployment to Iraq by laying his bike over on his leg. Yeah, so that works. You know, broken leg, you're you're not combat effective. You know, he did it for a woman. It was one of those if you go to Iraq, I'm not waiting for you kind of things. So he broke his leg and she wound up leaving him anyway. Yeah, you know, that's one of the I'm not a huge fan of ultimatums. No. So like if I was fixing to go to Iraq and my chick was like, hey, if you go, I'm not waiting. I'm like, all right, deuces, bitch. Uh, good luck uh, with your future endeavors. I'm going to yeah. go uh, do my thing and then come and back. And make money. And, and hella money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Military pay is not what it should be. It's it's decent. It's not what it should be. Yeah. Um, but that combat pay, though. Oh, yeah. That shit is a nice supplement, and I know that because Kurt used to come back with all that com- all them combat dollars. Yep. And damn would we party. I mean, yeah. damn would we put that money to good use. 
Yeah, Elon, if you send us money, we're not going to party with it. Yeah, I promise. I'll tell you right now. I would buy some land so I could start some businesses that I want to start. Yeah. And uh, some of it would be invested. Yes, 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 yes. We, We might even buy some shares in Tesla. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if we can afford to buy shares in Tesla with a fucking million dollars. Uh, yeah, I take that back. I'd I w- get like two shares. I wouldn't buy out Tim Tumlin. I would invest in Tim Tumlin. There you go. Yeah, I wouldn't buy him out because I still I don't have the time to run a business like that. Because I mean, you know, he's got AR mags. He's got Glock mags. He's got Glock happy sticks. He's got Glock. Ha- yeah, he does not have standard Glock mags. You know what he doesn't have? AK mags. Oh, he doesn't. That's an untapped market for him. That is an untapped market. But with the Russian ammo ban, people are going to start... No, I'm, did, they lifted that, didn't they? No, that's still in effect, I'm I think. I'm pretty sure they lifted that. But guess who's fixing to start making steel case ammo? PSA. It's not going to happen until like 2023, but they are trying to help fill the void that the Russian surplus will not be able to fill. He's, he's still researching. Yeah, no, apparently it's still in effect. I thought they had yeah, lifted that no, out. It's still in effect. Um, but PSA has said that they are gonna they are flying people in to help them set up their machines to get ready to start tooling steel case ammo. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be 762 by 39, 545. It'd be nice if they would do some cheap-ass 556 and 223. That would be dope. Because, man, I've been buying up that Monarch. That's one of those uh, Russian rounds that are fixing to go away. You know, um, still got my eye and my heart set on a uh, on a 5.7 pistol. I would like to have one just as like a fun gun. Like something to go shoot, you know. Got Hell, to the I'd carry one for self-defense. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean it's going to be like a Chris Rock thing, you know. You ain't going to go to no hospital because I'm going to take my damn bullet back. You won't have to. It's going to be somewhere else. Like, you're going to have to find it. Because it's going to just keep on trucking. They make hollow points. Yeah, but that son bitch is moving. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like one body ain't stopping that. Like, um, there is one movie that I have seen that features the FN 5.7. And that was a hit list. Yeah. With um, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Yeah. He's rocking the FN 5.7. So you want, a, you want an FN 5.7? You know what I want? I mean, I would settle with a Ruger 5.7. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. I mean, but I, I mean, like half the price. If we're not talking strictly pistols, I wouldn't mind having a, a scar. P90? I, no, I want a scar. I'd, I'd take a scar. But And I don't care if it's the scar H or the scar L. I don't care. Uh, scar H would be pretty cool. Cause well, yeah. More ass behind that round. Yeah, 308. But, you know, it's ballistically a boulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so I tell you what I wouldn't mind and that's a browning ma deuce oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. happiness is a belt fed weapon uh, yeah. that is an assault weapon people um they're, they're starting to make uh, the high powers again the browning high power yeah they're bringing that back Nice. Not, not really. You want to know why? Why? Because the price tag they're putting on those, you can just buy an original. 
for cheaper. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so I would just go buy an original. Well, I mean, that's like the old uh, <coughs> the old Smith & Wesson K-frame. Yeah. 44 Magnum. Dirty Harry. Yes, sir. They stopped making that for a while. Yeah, they went to the... Like, and then they brought it back. J-frame? They got the J-frame followers. No, no, no. Yeah, they got the J-frames. But no, they brought back the K-frame for a short time. Hmm. It was more expensive to buy a new K-frame than it was to buy an original. Yeah, I can see that. It was like 1400 bucks for a K-frame 44 Magnum. Oh, dude. I went into fucking that pawn shop in Gaston that I like so much. And they go ahead and mention them. I think it's I think it's B and B. We'll give them a shout. Out. I think it's B and B Pawn. Uh, really cool guys, and they're really fair. Like my uncle went in there to get a gun, and he was like, "I'm going to trade this one, and pay the rest for this one." And they were like, "All right." And they gave him a really good price on his gun, right? And but anyways, I was in there looking, and they had a Colt revolver in there, and it was like. $1,500. Good Lord. And I was like, why? Like, okay, I get I get people spending five, $600 on a Glock. Right. I get that. It's fucking Glock reliable. Like, they're not pretty. It's like holding a brick. It's basically like holding a brick. But by God, when I pull that trigger, something's coming out the other end. Yeah. It, fucking guranteed. And Dirt, if it, and if it water, doesn't, mud. And if it doesn't, guess what? Tap rack, I fixed it. Yeah. So, uh, I get people spending that. Uh, I can even understand people spending six, seven hundred dollars on nineteen eleven. Yeah. What I don't understand is people paying like twelve hundred dollars for a nineteen eleven. Name. Like yeah, like Kimber. why? Why would I buy Kimber nineteen eleven when I can go get a Rock Island Armory for like four hundred bucks? And eh, there's still five hundred. When I bought mine, it was four hundred. When I bought mine, it was five twenty five out the door. Well, mine was like, but that was also with the box of ammo too. Mine was mine was like an A one model with like the block trigger and mine was too. <coughs> we had the exact same gun. The only difference is you changed your grips. Yeah, I did. That's true. That is true. Which I was going to change my grips until I shot it because I thought my thinking was I'd never owned a pistol with wood grips. And I was like, this is going to be slippery. It's going to be hard to really get a good grip on this gun. No, they're fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. The standard wood grips are fine. But, yeah, why would you spend $1,200 on 1911 when Rock Island Armory exists? Yeah. They make a fantastic 1911. They do. And, you know, why would you buy a Beretta when you get a Gerson? <laughs> I like my gun. Yes, and it's nice. You like my gun. I, the, the thing I like about it most is the all-metal design. Yes. Like... I like my Glock. I do. It, I'm, I'm not that Glock fanboy. Like, I want another Tronic so bad I can't fucking stand it. Like, holy shit. i tell you what. I'll trade you my gear, son, for your Glock as it sits. I'll think about it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then I got to get another holster. And holsters are not cheap. Yeah, you're not getting my, you're not getting my omnivore. I couldn't. You're right-handed. I'm left-handed. You're a switch hitter. I can shoot with my right hand, yeah, but I predominantly shoot with my left hand, and I'm not going to carry my pistol opposite of my rifle. I'm just not going to do that. There are people that do it. I've seen people that run that way, and I, I just, no. When I transition, I'm going left-handed. 
It's just that's what I'm more comfortable with. But I can shoot with my right hand <coughs> fairly well. Right. But uh, yeah, I couldn't use your holster. I'd have to get new holsters, and that, that's that's the that's my. You main... can get a lefty omnivore for forty bucks. I know I can. That's just my main holdup is, and then that thing, man. I like to conceal carry and hoo hoo conceal carry and that big bastard. I mean, it is getting cold. I just don't know about that. It is getting cold. You know, you get that big jacket on, it'll cover it up. Yeah, but I carry inside the waistband and. Yeah, that's not an inside the waistband. No, that's not. That's not an inside the waistband gun, especially in the winter because fuck that metal frame's gonna get cold as shit. Yeah. So I mean, you could theoretically take a right hand holster. Oh no, I could. And make it a left hand inside the waistband. Well, yeah, I know that. I've actually done that. <laughs> well, I can't find a left hand. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Give me this. <laughs> I've done it. It's not ideal, but it can be done. I can make a holster out of a fucking clothes hanger. Not sure I'd trust it. It's It's not for retention purposes. It's for... Non-permissive purposes. Like, if you're in a non-permissive environment and you can't have, like, because, you know, like, when you're concealed carrying a gun, you can still see the fucking frame of the gun. Yeah. Okay, well, in this case, the way you set it up is you bend the coat hanger over and then it goes under your belt and loops back up to keep it in place. Right. And then you bend the coat hanger around and it goes down the barrel. And then the whole gun sets below your pants line. So it's kind of like a Versa carry. Yeah, but it's 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 for non permissive environments. It's like a barrel holster. Like if you were in a country that didn't allow carrying of a firearm, but you were like, "Fuck you, I'm carrying my gun." It gets the entire gun below the pant line. Interesting. <clears throat> Do you know where I learned it? Temple. Man, that book right over there. No, Tim Pool. Look, as 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 much as I watch him, he don't know dick about guns. He is he he likes he's pro two A now. He didn't right. used to be, but he don't know dick about guns. But yeah, that that book right over there showed me how to make a holster out of a. You don't need that book. I do need that. You book. don't need that book. That book is that bad. book is bad for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I that, get that book is bad for you. I get curious and I try things. Like if I ever find a portable camera. A disposable fucking, camera. Yeah, fucking run. <laughs> I'm about to light you the fuck up with some screws. So we're going to end it there. <laughs> Before a, we go into any more depth of this conversation. I like this conversation. We're going to end it there. We, we can still have this conversation. We're just going to have it offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, man. Again, a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. A big shout out to all my fellow brothers and sister veterans out there. Yep. Veterans Day is coming up. To the Marines out there, happy 246th birthday coming up. Yep. Here's my safety brief for you. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything that's going to get the law involved. Wrap it before you tap it, and if she's dirty, wrap it twice. If you drink, don't drive, don't drive, don't drink. And don't fuck another Marine's wife. <laughs> and don't fuck any other Marine's wives, yes. I had to get I, I was surprised you didn't lead with that one, and then you didn't say it at all. I was like, God damn, but I have to say this one? <laughs> all right, here we go. 
Oh man, yeah, that was what that was my <laughs> that was my company first, Sergeant. If you drink, don't drive. If you drive, don't drink. Wrap it before you tap it. If she's dirty, wrap it twice. Don't fuck other Marines' wives. Yeah, don't don't do that. He would make you think you fucked another Marine's wife. Like, I guess Army's still on the table. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. He didn't say that. So. <laughs> you didn't say not to fuck the Army guy's wife. Just other Marines. Yeah. That was, so, I, mean, <laughs> I guess that's still on the table. You know, it's kind of like that whole uh, <laughs> that whole thing where the new guy at work asks, asks, he tells the boss, hey, I'm going to go over here and go take a shit. And the boss is like, no, just take my keys and go in the van and... He shits in the he van. He shits in the van. <laughs> you didn't provide clear enough instructions. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You came through broken and unreadable on that one. Yeah, you didn't provide clear enough instruction. That's on you. Sure is. You know, first sergeant, you said don't fuck other Marines' wives. You didn't say nothing about sailors and airmen and army. That is true. But well, don't do that either. Yeah, probably don't. And definitely probably don't fuck uh, spec ops guys' wives. Yeah. You'll be dead before you knew that. it. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. We'll just we'll 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 break it all down to don't fuck other service members' wives. I mean, we could break that down even further. Be like, don't fuck other people's wives. Don't fuck other people's wives. Yeah, let's just let's keep it. This, you know, that way it covers you know civilian and military. Yeah, you know, make sure she's not married before you go dipping your wick in her. Yeah, you yeah. know. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I was signing off and I was giving my safety brief to all my Marines out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Again, pod decks. Get them. Use code BEARDS10. That's BEARDS10. Yep. Get 10% off your order of any physical deck. Does not apply to digital content. It does not. And Toolman Tactical. You need them. Oh, you do. You want them. They're fantastic. You got to have them. Shit, I own them. I, gotta get, I, I do too. I got to get some happy sticks. From get some happy sticks. That's what I need. I mean, I do have a Glock. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Code TBT30. That is TBT30 to get 30% off of your order. That is a substantial amount. Yes, it is. And with $3 flat rate shipping, the more you buy, the more you save. And that 30% really just kind of negates the shipping. It negates the shipping and then some. I was going to leave that part out because what if he hears that? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Too late. Set in stone. Yep, already out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yep. This has been Two Beards Talking. I'm Daniel Sanders. I'm Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.